When I think about my relationship and I look back over 20 years, I start to see the truth. I start to see a mirage. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. So when I think back to my relationship, which spans now over two decades with my BPD, comorbid NPD wife, I start to think of, I start to sort of relate myself as to that I was walking through the desert. I was dying of thirst and my mind was playing tricks on me. And all of a sudden I see this mirage, this perfect oasis in the middle of this hot desert. That's kind of the way that my relationship with my wife has kind of played out over time. The mirage, I saw what I wanted to see. My wife mirrored back my every fantasy. She was there for me in any capacity. There were red flags. There were the constant breakups. There were the the triggers early on, but I was naive. I was blinded by the love bombing. And as I said before in previous podcasts, I don't like the word love bombing or the term love bombing because in my honest opinion, I don't think a borderline or a narcissist has the capacity for true mature love. It's just not possible. It just doesn't happen. So I think I saw what I wanted to see. I saw a mirage. And then when the mirage wasn't there, when the mask was lifted, when I saw the reality of the situation as I'm wandering through this, this desert and I'm dying of thirst and I see the oasis and I run to the oasis and perhaps I even throw up the sand thinking it's water. It's not really water. It's sand. And I'm still dying. I'm still not rescued. And I I look at my relationship as a mirage. I saw what I wanted to see. And it pains me, all the emails that I receive, which are many from people who listen to this podcast. And thank you, by the way, for supporting this podcast. Thank you for being part of this journey. And I certainly hope that some of the things that I relate to you make you give you an aha moment, perhaps give you some comfort, some solace in knowing that you're not alone and that you're not crazy And that perhaps you do have to kind of take a step back and think. And that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of thinking. And that thinking has really helped me. And I suggest you do that too. Because we're so busy investing in the borderline. We're so busy investing in the relationship. We're so busy trying to figure them out. Trying to think, what's the next step? What are they going to do next? How am I going to react? That we don't think of ourselves. We're caught in this mirage. We're caught in seeing something that we want to see. You know, we want to see the good in people. And frequently people relate back to me saying, you know, I know that they're a good person, but they're not. You're seeing them for who they truly are. And that's why I was really fascinated when I was dating my wife, that a lot of my friends never came up to me and said, oh my gosh, wow. You found a winner here. What were they seeing that I wasn't seeing? You know, where was the mirage? I had a friend say to me uh, one day when he left my house, he said, and, and I thought he was joking. And he said, you know, I really feel sorry for you. I really feel bad for you. 
And I'm thinking, what is he relating to? What is he saying? What is he seeing? And now all those years later, I understand that he was seeing the abuse. He saw beyond the mirage. He saw beyond the mask. You know, in these relationships, we get trapped into the shoulda, woulda, coulda, which is another podcast that I did, where we think back to how they were and we long for that person to become that person again. And they simply will not. My wife will not be the person that she was when I met her 21 years ago, when she was my fantasy, when she even told me, and this is the most amazing thing when I think back to it, she told me some years ago after she had already split and devalued me, probably for the 18th or umpteenth time, she said, you know, when I'm really into somebody, I put in all my effort. I go all out. And she's right, because I remember when she was really into me. And she doesn't idealize me anymore. I am black. I have been split. I have been devalued. And for lack of a better term, I've been discarded. My wife still remains in the guest bedroom five months after she left. We are living parallel lives. And the difference is, is that I'm not sitting here fantasizing about the fact that she's going to come back. She's gone. The woman that I knew 21 years ago didn't exist. She was a mirage. And now that she's split and devalued me and she's discarded me, she's gone. And it frustrates me about all the emails that I receive. Well, I don't know if frustrate is the right word, but it does frustrate me when I see people that are putting up with the same type of abuse or maybe even more blatant abuse than I put up with on a daily basis. And yet they still remain in the relationship. They may say, I am done, but are they? Because they live to see another day. The relationship is not taken off life support. As I can speak for myself, my relationship remains to the day what it was and hasn't changed. And it will stay the same until I make a change or perhaps my wife does. But I think my wife is very happy with the way the situation is right now. She has no obligation to me. My wife essentially has split on me. She's devalued and she's discarded me, yet she remains in the household. And it's quizzical to me. I haven't really figured out, well, I think I understand why. Obviously, there's a fiscal reason. There's a financial reason. She can't survive on her own. Perhaps she wants to remain with our youngest daughter and think that she's raising her when she really isn't. But the main reason is, is that she can't survive on her own, yet I find it quizzical and I find it perplexing that she talks about life beyond this house that we presently live in, that we're going to sell this house and we're going to move to another house. And when we retire, this is what we're going to do. Now, she could be future faking me. That's another term that they use. That's another thing that narcissists particularly do. They future fake you. They basically make you believe that there's something to look forward to. And then, of course, they blindside you. But I'm not really sure about that. My wife, throughout our marriage, has always talked about leaving. She's always talked about divorcing. She's always threatened divorce. She's filed for divorce one time. Didn't follow through. But then she talks about us buying another house after we have this house. After we sell this house and we move out of this house, we will buy another house. So am I to understand that we will do that and she'll be living in another bedroom? Quizzical. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I always appreciate your emails. As I was talking about it, it makes me very sad to hear about other people's circumstances, which can 
kind of parallel mine or be worse than mine. And I wonder why you choose to remain. I wonder why you choose to either see that mirage or wait for the person to come back as they were when they basically love bombed you, they future faked you, they breadcrumbed you, they hoovered you back. Why do we do it? And I ask you that question because I really don't know the answer. I could say the same for myself. I'm not going to preach to you and yet remain in this relationship. And I don't know if I can even call my marriage a relationship and or a marriage when it simply really isn't. I don't know if I can say that my wife is a roommate when she really isn't. I think my relationship, if she were a roommate, would be probably different. It might be a little bit more friendly. It might be a little bit more fun. It may be a little bit more cordial. So I don't know what this relationship is. I can't define it. And I've talked about it in previous podcasts and urged you to perhaps go back and do a pros and cons. What does your borderline or narcissist bring to you? Why do you remain in the relationship that you're in? And again, I'm not giving you advice to leave or stay or do whatever, because inherently that's your decision. But you do have to take a step back and you do have to ask yourself, if this relationship is making you miserable, why do you choose to remain? Are you looking at the mirage that once was? Are you hoping for the return of a person that never existed because they didn't. And if you think that if you love them a little bit more, they're going to love you back. There will never be that redemption. There will never be that reciprocal relationship. You will never receive what we're looking for. And maybe that's why we remain. Maybe that's why we put up with it because somehow, some way we feel that if we do more, We are there for them. We try to understand them. We try to show them that there is a better world out there, that somehow, some way they will transform. It's almost like a caterpillar. They will transform into the beautiful butterfly we once saw and admired. But I'm here to tell you that I believe that that will never happen. You will not receive the love and perhaps even the admiration You will receive something that's in its infantile form that you may misinterpret as love and affection, but it really isn't when it comes down to it. It's not love and affection. It is not a mature love. It is not an intimate love. It may be a love that they can somehow conjure up in their arrested development. It may be the love of a toddler. I just don't know. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. This is a difficult time for all of us as we head into the holidays, as we head into Christmas, as we head into the new year. Uh, Don't really put a whole lot of expectations on anything. Go with the flow. Don't expect them to be different in any shape or form. Just try to go and live each day as if it were your last. You know, you can always hope you know, live for today and hope for tomorrow. What I say, live for today, hope for tomorrow, but live in the present and try not to jade, justify, argue, defend, and explain when they take you to task, which they will, when you trigger them, which you will. It's especially difficult during these times with the holidays here. It makes us a little bit more hypersensitive. It raises our expectations. So try to stay strong. 
and continue to listen to this podcast. And if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to some of the earlier podcasts that I've done over the last, uh, well, gosh, 13, 14 months now, please do get some inspiration, get some perspective, and try to institute that into your particular situation. New podcasts uploaded every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. Inner Torch.